This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Informer Daily is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. At Joy 94.9, we'd like to pay our ongoing respects to Elders past, present and emerging. The Informer is funded in part by the Community Broadcasting Foundation, cbf.com.au. And of course, the members and donors of Joy 94.9. This is the Informer Daily for Thursday, the 14th of May, 2020. I'm your host, Arian Potts. Today. Ida Hobbit Day is Sunday, but it's also the International AIDS Candlelight Vigil. We've got Neil Fraser from Positive Life New South Wales talking about why the event is important. And we have your weekend update with Frock Hudson. But first, this update. This is Dee Mason with Joy 94.9's COVID-19 update for Thursday the 14th of May. The Queensland Government has put in a bid for airline Virgin Australia, which went into voluntary administration earlier this year and is billions of dollars in debt. By bidding, the Queensland Government is hoping to save the airline and protect the jobs of thousands of Queensland employees. Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack says he would prefer a market-led solution to help the airline, saying the Queensland Government should stick to running the state. Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton went a step further, calling the Queensland Government corrupt for putting a bid forward. BuzzFeed will be closing its Australian news production, making it the latest media casualty of COVID-19. It has also been announced the UK branch of the online news platform will be shutting down, so only US news will be covered on the site. This follows the closure of hundreds of regional newspapers as dried-up ad revenue makes news production unprofitable and unsustainable. South Australian and Western Australian AFL teams will be moving interstate for the duration of the coming season as health officials in both states refuse to give quarantine exemptions to players. Both the Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide are preparing to make the move soon as they have been told they are not allowed to start training due to the level of contact in the game. At this stage, it appears the four teams affected will set up base in Queensland where the state government has approved the establishment of an AFL hub. Australian band Powderfinger will be coming together for the first time in a decade to perform a concert in their homes to raise money for charities. Called One Night Lonely, money raised through the performance will go to Mental Health Service Beyond Blue and Supporting Act, a crisis relief provider for artists. Each band member will be performing from their respective home studios. The concert will be live streamed from their YouTube channel on Saturday the 23rd of May. The Australian chapter of an international church found selling bleach as a cure for COVID-19 has been handed a $150,000 fine for unlawful advertising. The Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing has been selling chlorine dioxide as a miracle mineral solution for years, claiming it can cure autism, acne, cancer and now COVID-19. These claims are false and the consumption of bleach can cause great harm to the human body. A cluster of cases linked to a McDonald's store in Melbourne's north has grown overnight with two close contacts of employees being diagnosed. This brings the number of cases associated with the cluster from six to eight. CEO of McDonald's Australia, Andrew Gregory, says the origin of the cluster is unknown, but the Department of Health is investigating. 
A month after being forced to close, a Tasmanian hospital at the centre of the northwest outbreak has reopened and will return to full operation today. The hospital has gone through a deep clean and sterilisation and over 1,000 staff forced into quarantine are now able to return to work. This is the Informer Daily on Joy 94.9 and across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Now in its 38th year, the International AIDS Candlelight Vigil is coming up on Sunday. Neil Fraser from Positive Life, New South Wales, spoke to Nicholas Kamenyar-Sandry about the event. You know, each year we, um, uh, Positive Life, along with ACON, uh, host the Candlelight Memorial, and we normally host this, um, you know, most recently we usually... Uh, been using the Darlinghurst Theatre um, as an event to host the event. Um, uh, the theatre, unfortunately, um, due to social, social distancing, has had to shut down. Uh, so after consultation with um, other sector partners as well as some community members, uh, we're shifting to have holding the event on the day, um, online still, um, just for a way for people who, you know, it, the, that event is one that's you know, very special and dear to our community. You know, it's a time when we come to remember, uh, come together to remember our, you know, uh, the people who have passed before us, um, but also as a, sh- a sign of solidarity uh, with our community members. So this year it will be an online event. Um, we will have uh, guest speakers that will be broadcast um, online. So through all of our regular sort of social media channels, you'll be able to engage with us. And we're asking people to post a photo using the hashtags of Candlelight 2020 and hashtag we remember. So what kind of speakers will be part of this event and what kind of topics are they going to be covering? Uh, so this year we'll have um, Prof- Professor Anthony Kelleher from the Kirby Institute. Um, uh, Anthony's been you know, a doctor to many people living with HIV um, and also heads up uh, the Kirby Institute at UNSW. Um, so he'll be giving... Um, a guest talk uh, for Candlelight Memorial this year. He brings with him, you know, wealth of um, history, um, particularly working through uh, St Vincent's Hospital um, during the epidemic. Uh, to this day, still heading up a lot of the research that takes place. Uh, why do you think it's um, important to continue to move forward with events like this? And uh, can you see the candlelight vigil helping to play a role in giving people a sense of community, a sense of uh, solidarity in the trying time of this epidemic? So look, COVID-19, um, you know, there, there have been plenty of... Um, in contrast with what happened with uh, you know, the AIDS epidemic. Um, I think, you know, this year, um, you know, COVID-19 has um, taken community by, uh, by storm, by surprise. Um, you know, we've really shown the ways we're able to be, you know, innovative and creative and come together still as a community. Um, this year, I think the Candlelight Memorial, um, you know, it gives us a good opportunity to engage um, a new crowd with the event. Um, you know, I've been going to Candlelight Memorials for a few years now, and, um, you know, there are, there are people who come along to that event religiously um, because, it's, you know, the one day they get to, to reconnect with, you know, past lovers and friends. Um, this year, um, you know, by using social media, we're really hoping that um, we'll be able to engage with, you know, that next generation that are coming through now, um, you know, our community, um, 
you know, uh, PrEP is definitely something that has liberated a lot of our community and uh, access to, to treatments such as PrEP and also treatment as prevention um, as a combined approach uh, to ending HIV, I think gives us a good opportunity to really engage them um, within that movement um, and, you know, paying our respects to our elders there. How does um, Candlelight Memorial engage the younger members of the um, LGBT community who maybe are not old enough to remember the uh, the HIV crisis and the fallout that happened afterwards? Yeah, look, I, I think, you know, this year by engaging more on social media, um, uh, we'll be bringing Candlelight Memorial to that generation and, and that technology that they use. Um, uh, I think, um, you know, particularly thinking about a lot of the, the people whose names were read through Candlelight Memorial, they're the people who went through, um, you know, and put themselves forward um, to go through, you know, a lot of those trials and early treatment, uh, which has resulted in uh, what we have available to us now um, through both treatments for people living with HIV who, um, you know, if people are on treatment today and they have an undetectable viral load, um, you know, HIV is untransmissible. Um, similarly, also for, for PrEP, um, you know, a lot of, um, the, you know, the, the sacrifices effectively those people um, took to undergo a lot of those trials means that we have um, the quality of care that we have today. Um, so by bringing the event together online through social media, um, hopefully it gives um, a new life uh, to, to Candlelight Memorial um, for a way for people to pay their respects. Has being engaged with the history of the HIV crisis of the past um, affected how you perceive uh, the current pandemic that's going on? I think there have been um, a lot of similarities uh, drawn, but, um, you know, I was, at the time of, you know, the AIDS epidemic, I was only fairly young. Um, You know, when, during Candlelight Memorial, um, there's really only a handful of names of people who, who I remember. Um, I know there's people who go along there with, you know, a pocketbook and each year they mark off the names of, of people who they remember. So I think, um, you know, I, I have a, a very clear vision of someone doing that. Um, and for me, that really brings it home to, you know, just acknowledging that history. Um, I think looking at what's happening today with COVID-19, understandably, um, you know, comparing it to the AIDS epidemic stirs up a lot of emotions for um, a lot of people. Um, So I think we need to, you know, whilst, you know, we definitely have come a long way from, uh, you know, the AIDS epidemic to where we are today for people living with HIV, um, there's a lot of lessons that we've learned over that time. Um, and I think, you know, now more than ever, it's important for our community to keep that voice strong, to reinforce what those lessons were, you know, to continue to have um, that health promotion messaging echoing and building capacity within the community um, as we continue to um, hopefully transition out of COVID-19 and back um, into the post-COVID-19 world. For somebody who hasn't attended the candlelight uh, vigil in previous years, why is it important to remember the names and honour the people who have lost their lives to HIV? Mm. Look, I think, you know, by going through the process of reading out everyone's names, they're immortalised. You know, it's a great way for us, um, you know, for people to go back and revisit loved ones, um, friends, um, 
so continuing that tradition, I think, is is incredibly important from you know individuals at a personal level, but also as a community to remember that this is where we draw a lot of our strength from in coming together as a community, uh, and by coming together to um, to remember um, and also to celebrate where we are now, um, I think is incredibly important to. Um, continuing that strength within our community. Does it still affect our community today? And if so, what kind of impacts do we see? Yeah, look, New South Wales has come a long way, um, you know, and uh, we, we lead the world. Um, uh, Australia leads, um, you know, a lot of countries in the world in the way our um, response to the epidemic um, has come about. And that's always been a collaboration through um, community, researchers and government. And so we have... Uh, really led the way. Today, the issues around HIV um, uh, are, you know, very different from what they were back in, uh, you know, the mid-90s. You know, the mid-90s was a horrible time. Today, people living with HIV on effective treatment, um, you know, do have a good quality of life. Um, There are still issues that remain. You know, stigma and discrimination uh, today remains um, globally the biggest killer for um, HIV and AIDS, you know, laws and things like that that um, still uh, punitise people living with HIV, um, discourages people from testing um, and engaging in care. So we do still have a long way to go. Um, but for today, you know, in Australia, the, the issues are around more of those hidden populations. You know, COVID-19 has really shown us what they are as well for international students, um, people who don't have um, citizenship or permanent residency in Australia who aren't Medicare eligible. Medicare eligible. Um, the HIV disproportionately still affects a lot of these communities. So we still have a lot of work to do ahead of us. So the candlelight vigil is on uh, the 17th of May, this Sunday. Uh, what are you hoping uh, out of the vigil? Look, I think this year, um, you know, looking at uh, a number of events that have taken place during uh, COVID-19, I'm thinking of events like Anzac Day, um, you know, really sort of showed that even though we are physically apart, we are still very much, um, you know, committed and united, you know, as a community. Um, so we're really excited, um, you know, to be co-hosting this event with ACON this year. Um, and we really hope that people come together and, you know, share a photo of them holding a candle um, and engaging and using those hashtags on social media, um, hashtag Candlelight2020 and hashtag WeRemember. Um, post a photo of you with a candle, um, on social media, and we look forward to sharing the event with everyone. What, uh, what other things can people do online to engage with the event? Yes, yeah, so the uh, event will be shared across um, both ACON and uh, Positive Life New South Wales website. You'll be able to watch uh, the event as it goes on, and please engage with the speakers, um, give them a like and thumbs up, um, post your comments and share your memories as we go through the event. How long is the event going to last? Uh, we, we expect the event should go for 15 to 20 minutes. It will be a, a shorter event. Um, but as we come out of COVID-19, we'll continue to look at ways we can potentially bring community back together to share the event. That's Nicholas Kamenyu-Sandry speaking with Neil Fraser from Positive Life, New South Wales. This is the Informer Daily on Joy 94.9 and across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This weekend is huge for our queer communities with Ida Hobbit. 
the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Interphobia and Transphobia, celebrating LGBTIQ people globally and raising awareness for the work still needed to support our communities on Sunday, May 17th, which, by the way, is also the same day as the International AIDS Candlelight Memorial, as organisations worldwide raise HIV awareness and remember the friends and family that we've lost to AIDS, along with all the people who continue to live with HIV. That's two major things happening for our communities. Hi everyone, I'm the fabulously furry Frock Hudson, and welcome to my roundup of what's on for your Aussie LGBTIQA plus fun and entertainment that you can stream into your very own home or device this weekend here on the Informer Daily. The times that I'm listing for these virtual events are Australian Eastern Standard Time, so if you're in another time zone, please sync your times to your time zone accordingly. There's a lot going on and I'm going to try to hit as much as I can, but I'm not going to be able to get everything. It's going to be the highlights of this weekend. But you can check out the full listing of what's happening Friday, Saturday and Sunday online on my Facebook page. Just look up Frock Hudson. Okay, let's dive into what's on this weekend, kicking off with Friday. At 10am on Friday, join Betty Grumble for a Grumble Boogie as you connect with your body and soul through movement. Then from 11, Minus 18 are hosting an Ida Hobbit Conversation Cafe in conjunction with RMIT for young LGBTIQA plus people. As they speak to a few of the Minus 18 LGBTIQA plus youth crew and current RMIT students about the importance of Ida Hobbit and how to celebrate diversity in their community. At 12pm on Friday, Switchboard Victoria host online via Zoom chat and on their Facebook page, Staying Well Together, conversations with esteemed guest Dr. Ilian Meyer and more in a lunchtime discussion on how the LGBTIQ plus community is dealing with isolation while continuing to promote strong mental health and community resilience during COVID-19. How do we stay well together? And how are LGBTIQA plus communities and people staying well during this situation? You can find out from 12 to 2 on Friday with Switchboard. And from 1pm, Minus 18 are back. They're hosting a supporting LGBTIQ plus people at work live stream. It's training in a professional development seminar that's not just a taster, it's the full-blown Minus 18 experience that's filled with LGBTIQ plus inclusion and professional training. This is so important for any workplace and a great initiative for Minus 18 to be taking online. From 1pm, join Diamond for Diamond's Drag Queen Storytime on the Q News Facebook page. It's a special treat for everyone. Then Friday evening, Tilled Melbourne are hosting an autumn pyjama party movie night from 7.30pm. They're streaming three short Australian films and selections of tele-documentaries from the previous Tilled festivals. This is really wonderful because it's an entire festival dedicated to trans and gender diverse filmmakers and filmmaking. You can find all the details at tildmelbourne.com. DJ Argonaut hits the decks on Friday night with another live stream and this time it's down under divas being thrown into the mix. From 7 to 9 he'll be spinning up a set of nothing but female icons of Australian dance, pop and club tunes that he likes to call down under divas. Then every week Melbourne Rather are highlighting a member of their community to the world via their Instagram live story in isolation. This Friday at 8pm it's the Latex Peach and you can join them on Zoom for a group community chat all slicked up where they're going to be playing a special game of round number two of Celebrity Gimp. Of course who can forget the Vodavile Drag Vixen of course, who can forget Vodavile Drag Cabaret Restaurant, who are hosting Fabulash Fridays with the Vixens on Friday night. 
Then don't forget to get your Friday fix with Penny Tration with Frightful Fridays all the way from Sydney. You can get into the groove with Heaps Gay and Create or Die with Loud and Queer TV from 8pm on Friday, a live stream party in your lounge room featuring live music, queer performances, art, weird stuff, random chats and so much more. Of course, it wouldn't be Friday without Lance de Boyle and Gabriella Labucci on Lance TV. I wonder who this week's guest is going to be. And don't forget to round out your Friday night with Lexi Gaga live in her living room via her Instagram live from 9.30pm. Now what's going on on Saturday, 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 yep, you get it, what's happening on Saturday? Well, Saturday's Drum and Street Services Queer Space hosts a free online exercise program in partnership with Fearless Movement Collective, which you can access via their Facebook page to help you put the physical into physical distancing. And don't forget to join Betty Grumble at 10pm for some more Grumble Boogie. At 12pm, come say hi to comedian Lisa Sky on her Instagram and Facebook page with the Nuna we've all asked for. Saturday from 2pm, Q News and Dr Fiona Bishop are hosting a DocQ live chat about HIV and STIs. And isn't this a great time to get tested and treated for anything while we're physically distancing? Then you can step out of isolation with better knowledge about what's going on in your body. Via Zoom, Minus18 are hosting a fabulous digital event this Saturday afternoon for LGBTIQA plus young people to stay connected and active while physically distancing to their communities. And on Ida Hobbit, it's so exciting because they're doing a queer history lesson with the fabulous Mama Alto. What are the chances Mama Alto is going to give them an amazing song? Then on Saturday at 5, Dina Curie hosts a special Eurovision version of his cheeky trivia trivial her suit done at the Laird. Everyone is welcome to come along and play from the comfort of their very own homes and get their Eurovision on for the afternoon. Something different for your Saturday night is Darlinghurst Life Drawing, hosting a very saucy food event, partnering top chefs and foodies with Art Faves. You can get food delivered to your door in Sydney and then do a doodle of life drawing as well. Then settle into Saturday nights your way with Piano Bar Geelong Saturday Night Party with Andy and Joss tickling the ivories and doing songs by request. Perhaps some Copacabana. Sure, we can't get on a plane at the moment, but on Saturday from 7pm you can get your kink on with an international kink crawl via Zoom, connecting kinky Aussies with their worldwide communities. And don't forget about Stonewall Live, bringing the fabulousness of Oxford Street straight into your home. Cooped Up Cabaret is back this Saturday from 8pm, featuring a tasty selection of performers from all over Australia and the world, doing burlesque in their backyards, magic in their kitchen and more. They'll follow that with a Cooped Up Cabaret after party thanks to Blank Pop, and don't forget about Poof Doof Live, kicking the tunes from 9pm till the early hours of the morning. It's Ida Hobbit Day on Sunday and from 12pm the South Coast Inclusion Network are raising a rainbow flag in Wonthaggy outside Mitchell House and they'll be live streaming that entire event via their Facebook page. If anyone's looking for an LGBTIQA plus affirming church, Fitzroy North Community Church are holding Zoom meetings every Sunday with sing-alongs and prayer that you're all welcome to be a part of. It's a private Facebook group, but you can be added to it by going to the Fitzroy North Community Church website and sending them an email. Then from 1pm on Sunday, Thorn Harbour Health team up with Creative Circles Art Therapy to create a patchwork masterpiece where you can create your own 20 by 20 centimetre square and decorate it however you feel inspired. And then these patches will be brought together and create a hanging visual which will display the collective stories from our communities. 
There's a special workshop for those who want some extra inspiration while in isolation creating their patchwork and you can check that out via the Zoom link on the Thorn Harbour Health event. All the Queen's Men Digital Dance Club return this Sunday from 4pm with a special performance by Yana Alana filled with entertainment. It's a great way to connect to your rainbow communities from all around the world and shake your blues away. Then at 5pm on Sunday, Living Positive Victoria hosts the Melbourne 2020 International AIDS Candlelight Memorial via live stream in the safety and comfort of your very own homes. Come together as they join organisations worldwide to raise HIV awareness and remember the friends and family that they've lost to AIDS. You can find the details via the Living Positive Victoria website or on their Facebook page. At 5.30pm, Geelong Rainbow Inc. and Piano Bar Geelong invite you to celebrate Ida Hobbit with an hour of rainbow power, including performances by Art Simone, Passion Couture and more. The Laird Hotel will be hosting Sunday Social Isolation via Zoom a little bit later this Sunday because they'll be at the Candlelight Visual, but it's a great way for their community to connect, have a chat and catch up on the events of the week. Even without Ida Hobbit and the International AIDS Memorial Vigil, this would be a huge weekend of streaming entertainment for all of us to enjoy, no matter where we are around Australia or the world. And I love seeing this list get bigger and bigger every week. But if I've missed something, just be sure to let me know. That way we can keep sharing with you here on the Informer Daily what's on this weekend with Frock Hudson. Because even though we're physically distancing and isolated, it doesn't mean you can't have a queer-tastic time connecting to your communities and more. I'm Frock Hudson, and no matter how you do it, remember this weekend to shine a little more brightly, celebrate with pride, and remember those who have come before us. Thanks, Frock. That's all for us today. Thanks to Emily Johnson, Dee Mason, Nicholas Kamenyar-Sandry, Rachel Tyler-Jones, Jordan Johnstone, and everybody at the Community Radio Network for their production help. I'm your host and executive producer, Arian Potts. We'll be back tomorrow. Mahalo.
Trauma is funded in part by the Community Broadcasting Foundation, cbf.com.au. And of course, the members and donors of Joy 94.9. You can help us by visiting joy.org.au and become a member or donate. Any amount helps us bring you community-powered radio. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.